welcome to this week's episode of Reason to Panic, the only podcast that gives the mind a reason to panic every week. I'm joined by my two friends, Eli Bowman and Randall Floyd. Welcome, guys. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. This week, I want to talk about something dark and sinister. It lurks beneath your feet and grows unchecked. It feeds on the most foul diet and expands slowly year after year, waiting for the right time to disrupt daily life in the most nauseating way possible. These monsters have been around at least since the Roman Empire and have wreaked havoc on developing countries all around the world. No system is safe, and we all feed this beast without even knowing it's happening. That's a great way to begin the show. You know, I wanted to have a little bit of a lure for this thing, you know, because uh, you guys know what it is that we're talking about this week. Our audience obviously doesn't. And, uh, you know, I mean, what is this thing? What is this beast that we all feed? What is this this uh, terror that uh, can disrupt our lives <laughs> at the worst times? Well, what we're going to talk about is fatbergs. You heard that right. Fatbergs, kind of like an iceberg but less pleasant. Um, so let me just kind of uh, drop a little knowledge on this thing. So the, the first time the word Fatberg actually appeared in print was January 22nd of 2008. Uh, but like I said, this thing has been around since, uh, since the Roman Empire. Um, but it's become a, a real problem, so much so that the Oxford Dictionary added it as a real word in 2015. So let's get into it. Let's talk about fatbergs and what they are. So um, they live in the sewer system. Well, I say live. They don't really live, although they do, mm -hmm. uh, they do grow. Um, but they're in the sewer system, and they're made it's up like, It's of, like I think the sewer system is like their layer. That's what, I mean, these things is. are evil. We'll just call it their, their layer. I was going to call you know, say like the layer. bat cave, but, but that would be wrong because they are. They're, <laughs> they're very evil. Um, so it's made up of fats, oils, and grease, which I find interesting that, that the acronym for that is FOG. Like the, the official acronym for mm -hmm. fats, oils, and grease is FOG. Um, I don't know about you guys. I enjoyed playing in the fog as a kid, but definitely not that kind. Mm -mm. No, definitely not that kind. Yeah, fog is fun, but that fog is not fun. <laughs> so here's what it is that we have. So uh, basically when people flush things down the toilet or things go into the, uh, the sewage system, um, it creates these massive fatbergs, which is a, a culmination of waste um, and, uh, and not waste that, uh, that grows and congeals into these. It's like a... It's like uh, the, the, oh shoot, what's that stuff that goes through your arteries and eventually causes a heart attack? Um, plaque. Yeah, plaque. That, that's, that's the very simple word that I couldn't find, right? It's, that's basically what it is. Cholesterol, it's the, yeah. It's the cholesterol and plaque of the sewer system. And these things are amazing. Um, I mean, there's no other word that I can use to describe it. They're, they're disgustingly amazing. Yeah, they are. They are amazing. And this this woman, this Kimberly Warsham, um, she's the founder of this organization called Flush, which is the Facilitated Learning for Universal Sanitation and Hygiene. <laughs> it's called, it's called <laughs> Flush. That's <laughs> creative. Kills, it kills me. Um, so, you know, she's in this article, in this mental floss article, um, you know, she's she's quoted a lot and she's an expert 
She's an expert on on fat burgers, which is cool in and of itself. Even though the thing is disgusting, the fact that there are experts is is not only not only kind of crazy, but also telling that there there need to be experts for this stuff because these fatbergs can just they can like destroy a, a community sewer system, and they just build up over time, like you were saying. And she says, this is one of my favorite things. She says this, uh, your Thanksgiving food scraps are part of the next fat bird. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. We we're all contributing to it all over. Um, and one of the big problems, I mean, it's, it's got, I mean, it's got every gross thing you can imagine. It's got food, it's got human waste, it's got, um, I guess uh, things like condoms, things like tampons, things like, uh, I guess one of the biggest problems is these wet wipes. And wet wipes have kind of come into popularity over the last decade. And in the last decade, they've seen this huge surge in the formation of fatbergs all over the place because of wet wipes. And, and if, they, if, they, if they said if there was like one thing you could like eliminate, one thing that contributes to, to fatbergs, it would be the wet wipes. Oh, and it's interesting you bring that one up, Eli, because, um, you know, wet, wet, the, 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 the quote unquote flushable wet wipes have really become like a thing recently, but um, or over the last decade. But Melbourne, um, April of this year, they found a fatberg the size of a truck. And they actually think wow. that it's a, a newer one because of the toilet paper shortage of COVID this year. Um, there's exponential growth in the flushable wipes uh, market. Oh, and so because yeah. of that, that makes sense. What, what used to take decades is now taking, I mean, literally a matter of, of you can't say months, right? Because there was probably one that was already starting to grow, but, but you know, a year, maybe know, two. Maybe you can to grow these things. Yeah, maybe you could. Sure. I, maybe you can. But they found other bizarre things in these things too, besides, you know, some of the ones that you'd mentioned. Um, in one fatberg, they found a typewriter. I, I, I don't know how you flush a typewriter down a toilet, but they, they found a typewriter. Another one, they found a bowling ball. Um, you know, they just find the most bizarre stuff. In, in these that things. wasn't a bowling ball. That was my Thanksgiving dinner in 2009. I'm just, I, I tried to warn everyone that I was going to break the bathroom. Uh, turns out I just broke the whole sewer system. Oh man, you did. So, but That's so but gross. Things... The fabric, they're, they're, I like them. The only reason I like them is because you never know what you're going to get, right? So, well, you do if you're dumping stuff into the fabric. As I was reading, apparently it's a lot like somebody's internet history. What you can do is you can actually go to the Fatberg and see what the city is throwing away. And so it could be like a regular everyday city. Like there's this place up in England called Sidmouth. And they found this Fatberg. It was like 200 plus feet long. Ugh. And they found inside of it, though, was they found um, like cocaine and heroin and all kinds of things that the city probably didn't want anyone else to know, but like whatever you're flushing, it just gets caught in these things. And it's kind of a, a way you can figure out what everybody's doing. Also. So there's, so there's, so you're saying there's like a societal advantage of dissecting these things. It, it could be. Yeah. Oof. Well, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to someone else. <laughs> right. It's, it's actually creating a, a new segment of forensics 
for that very reason. So here's another example, right? Wow. So um, they're finding uh, drugs and things like that. But there's another another one that I found. Um, let me find it here real quick. It was in, uh, where were you? In South Bank, which is a suburb of London that's super into fitness. They've got like super high-end fit clubs. And so they dissected a fat bird that they found in that area. And they actually found a plethora of performance enhancing drugs, uh, more so than, than <laughs> cocaine or, or uh, MDMA, right? It was performance enhancing drugs that they were finding in this fat bird. So you can learn a lot about a society wow. by paying somebody to dissect these fat birds. Yeah, I guess it is telling then. It makes you wonder like how, how, how they change from like country to country, region to region. Gross. I don't even want to think about an American fat burg. I already, I mean, I've already got nightmares enough, you know? <laughs> I mean, you the got stool like doesn't food, lie, Eli. you have food, you have needles, you'll have white privilege packed in there. I mean, you'll have guilt, you have all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's it, honey. We're installing a emaciator pump at the bottom of our sewage system before it gets to the main sewer, right? I mean, like destroy all evidence, right? I mean, is that what we're talking here? Mm. <laughs> I suppose if you trace. feel guilty about it, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too worried about my fatberg. I like the way it talks about the way that the fatbergs smell. Uh, this person named John Love, who's a professor at the University of Exeter, who was uh, part of a, a group of scientists that performed this study on him, um, he said that. It, quote, it was my first time analyzing a fatberg, and when you smell it, you think this is going to be the last time because the smell was honking. <laughs> it was awful to do. It smelled gross. Um, and then some other outlet called it, described it as, quote, a heady combination of rotting meat mixed with the odor of an unclean toilet. <laughs> BBC, BBC said, it smells a bit like vomit with undertones of poo. <laughs> so there's your, there's your sophisticated sort of um, an, analysis of the smell. Charlie Ewart is a sanitation expert. I mean, is that what I'd call him? He was sent down into a sewer and he, he describes what it was like to encounter his first Vatberg face to face. He says, quote, I saw it and thought, what on earth? It was completely unexpected. It's really eerie in that bit of a sewer and it does look something out does look like something out of a horror scene, all congealed and glossy and matted together with all kinds of things. You, you go down in the sewer and all of a sudden there is the creature from the Black Lagoon staring you in the face. Mm. <laughs> it would be a shock. I mean, you would just be like, what is that thing? And then you would probably feel how hard it was and it would probably feel like floor. Like, I wonder if people have just tried walking on them because they're just taking up the whole bottom of the sewer. So this is interesting, too. Okay. So um, let me find it here real quick. While you're looking that up, Tyler, no, listen, while you're looking that up, I, I want to just mention, you talked about the size of Fatbergs. It talks about how big these things can be. Okay. So according to Newsweek, Fatbergs can reach 800 feet long and stand six feet tall. And they can weigh as much as four Four humpback whales. <laughs> There's so and, and then some fatbergs in the UK, they've been as big as airplanes, double decker buses, and longer than the leaning tower of Pisa is tall. So they're huge. One found in Liverpool weighed as much as thirteen elephants. 
These are not like little deals. These are humongous formations of filth and disgustingness that just, they grow and grow and grow. Well, yeah. So, so I found the article I'm looking for and it actually talks about that. So I'll just kind of segue with this. Um, the Victorian sewers in 2017. It's funny that these articles all come from, from the UK uh, because it, it, we, we have them here and there's, there's examples of it, but they all come from the UK. Whitechapel's Victorian sewer 2017, 130 tons, which guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but a ton is 2000 pounds to a ton, mm. right? I mean, 260,000 right. pounds, this thing weighed, like, it's massive. But here's what I was looking for. So this particular Whitechapel um, blockage, as as they call it, the uh, the museum of museum of London was really like legitimately excited to get their hands on a sample of it they could put on display. Okay, and so they 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 said mm. quote they had to move quickly to to be able to secure a piece of this. So here's how they described it: the museum sample has reportedly changed color, oozed, sweated. And become a breeding ground for flies. Okay, so they they took this Ew. thing, they put it on display in in a a uh, bioproof case, and they said flies actually hatched from it at one point, right? Um, oh my! And so then gosh. he goes on to, to say this: since being removed from public display last month, it has produced an unusual toxic mold in the form of visibly yellow pustules. Oh my gosh! Stop. So well, I just I just, I just, I just want to get this straight. So when this thing is on display, so I, I'm under the understanding that when things are on display, they're they're done so with with I think you know a certain rigor, a certain amount of care that, that to make sure that those people who are going to see it on display are not offended by the <laughs> air around it, like right. So they usually vacuum tight, usually uh, presented in a way where you can like kind of be grossed out and not also smell it. Um, but but you're saying, Tyler, in that environment, it was still producing, you said it was like fly larvae and mold and pustules, <laughs> even though it was sealed off from the rest it, of the it did, world? Yeah, so it's in, from, from what I can tell, some oh, sort of a vacuum-tight seal. There's only one person, the curator of this particular exhibit is the only person that's ever handled it, and it stays in this case. And yeah, it, it, it flies came out of it and it's it's still changing so so here's the other thing that's fascinating about it well there's actually a few things that are fascinating about this exhibit um which is is nicknamed uh the beast or uh what was the other name they gave it the monster of white chapel right it is the only display <laughs> it is the only display that has its own live webcam <laughs> you can go on and you can see this thing um on display um as it continues to change over time so is it like bamboo where you can watch it grow? Like you, you can watch it grow, not really grow, right? So so here's what they said. Again, the curator, the, the guy that held it, and I can't find his name. Um, I think it's Andy Holbrook is the one that's, no, that's, that's uh, somebody else. No, yeah, that is him, um, Andy Holbrook. So he said that when he first got it, it was hard. It had almost the consistency of like bone. But he said as it's been on display, it's it's gone to more of like a, a soapy texture, um, and the color has, has changed over time. So it does, it, in essence, evolve the longer it's on display there. It sounds like a self-containing ecosystem. Like it maybe does. environmentalists need to study these things. Oh. Yeah, so so they, they have been, I guess. It's been, 
I mean, there's 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 a whole there's a whole vertical of study that that apparently is being conducted now on these on these fatbergs, these quote unquote autopsies, right? And they 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 analyze all of the 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 molecular stuff inside, and there's all kinds of bacteria and parasite eggs and um, you know listeria, E. coli, you name it. Um, there's also apparently an, an antibiotic resistant bacteria in there. Um, they've even analyzed what they call the DNA of a fatberg. And so, I mean, this, this Warsham woman um, from that organization called Flush, she even calls it. She says it's, it's a new kind of forensics study. So it, it, studying these things is legit. It could save the world. Well, they, they, they could. And, and this is interesting, too, because we've only talked about, like, the dark, sinister, disgustingness of these things, which it can, you know, comprise about 99% of what they are. Um, you know, they, they pose biohazard risks because of, of noxious gases and fumes <laughs> and needles and stuff, right? But, but this is interesting, too. Um, China, go figure, has supposedly found a way to take these fatbergs and they, they crudely refine the oil that's in them and they use it as uh, a, some sort of a, a, a sealant for sidewalk um, around food stalls and as a gutter oil. Um, and then in 2018, hmm. the University of British Columbia, Repurposed. they developed a method for turning fatbergs into a biofuel, although that's still being developed. But, you know, they're in the early stages of trying to turn it into a biofuel. Okay. Oh my gosh! There this we gonna, go. This is going to be like some kind of CBD <laughs> alternative. I know it. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to buy some Fatberg lip balm, please. <laughs> wow, Tyler, we wow. might have just stumbled on the panacea that that everybody's been looking for. <laughs> I good luck trying to sell it. Right <laughs> it, it reminds me of it reminds me of the. The episode we just did on um, on castor uh, castorium. I mean, we just call it something else, and no one will really know what it means. <laughs> and you can sell it a naturally uh, enhanced lip balm. That's right. That's right. Natural flavors. Gross. Oh man. Well, you know, somebody needs to find a way to capitalize on these things because, like I said, they've been around forever, right? So, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the segment the uh, the Cloaca Maxima, which was the, the Roman Empire sewers, that's the first time that they have evidence these things have been around um, pretty much since we've had sewers. So so somebody found a way to kind of profit on it in the 1880s with the invention of the grease trap. So when you look under your sink and you see that U-bend in your sink, that was developed for the sole purpose that somebody actually, what, 140 years ago, foresaw grease going down sinks as yeah. being problematic right so they, they're like hey let's let's create a way to catch the grease so we can prevent it from getting it into the sewer system uh, but but cities spend millions mm -hmm. of dollars a year fighting or combating fatbergs because, because they're not cheap they are not cheap to remove i mean when you're talking something that's as tall as the leaning tower of pisa or excuse me as long as the leaning tower of pisa is tall they're they're expensive so if somebody can find a way to mm -hmm. profit on these things that's a, that's a job so, somebody will find a way to do it no doubt they will they will if yeah if they're if they're allowed uh, and, and when they break these things up i was reading in this article when they break them up they they have to send workers down there 
And, you know, they can't just hack away with like pickaxes because these pipes are, can be temperamental. They have to use like special shovels and they basically, the way you remove these things is you break them up into smaller pieces and you pull the pieces out and it takes a long time, days or if not weeks to remove these fatbergs from the sewer system. And that's with a, a team of workers. So they are real and they, they need to be broken up. I, I imagine, imagine reporting to work every morning to do that for like <laughs> a solid couple months. Well, it sounds like Craftsman has a, a line of tools that they make <laughs> just, just for dismantling um, a fatberg. Always market opportunity. It's always there. I was thinking, have you watched the the movie with Harrison Ford called uh, K-19, The Widowmaker, about that Russian Years nuclear ago, film? yeah. So there's a scene where the they had a, a leak, and they put on these little suits, the crew, and they had to go in in shifts and change over the uranium. And the suits weren't enough, and so they ended up, like, melting. And so I just imagine a similar situation when they send these people in to go and take care of these fatbergs that... <laughs> It, it, it sounds like it's kind of like uranium with the with all the smells and stuff going on. It was just, sure. just sorry, that's just the visual I got was, was all these people walking well, and, into their deaths trying to break one of these things. And apart. that's the thing that's interesting about it. It's like all manner of dangerous. Well, so the guys that they deal with it, they have to wear um, stab proof gloves, um, steel toed boots, bio biohazard suits. Like, <laughs> can you imagine getting pricked by a needle in a fatberg? It's like you're going to die from all sorts of different things. You're, it's over. You might as well just drown yourself in the sewer. Yeah, the the whole the whole the whole ordeal just seems just just perfect a perfect storm to just give the give the the, the wrong person just the perfect amount of PTSD for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Wake up in a cold sweat. I wouldn't want those nightmares. No, no. <laughs> Wake up in a cold sweat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, it's one thing to have war nightmares, but would you be willing to even admit <laughs> the content of your dream? Like to, to a therapist, if if, if <laughs> that would take that would take some bravery. I drew it off the world's largest turf. Like I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not it's not all hopeless though because because we we can help stop these fatbergs. I mean, we have power to put an end to these monsters. Um, so at the end of this mental floss article, it says the number one thing commercial businesses can do. So you know, restaurants is just installing grease traps. I guess that's a big contributor. A lot of these recent ones have been found in restaurant districts of these cities because they, they're dumping a bunch of their fats and their oils right down the drain. Um, so that's one thing you can do. But in your house, you can do other stuff as well. Um, don't throw trash down sewers. Don't throw. Don't don't put anything down your toilet. Apparently, that isn't your bio biomatter, toilet paper, or water. Those are the only things that can go down a toilet. Um, things like floss, things like hygiene Contacts. products, just stuff and, you don't think wet about. wipes. Just don't put them down the toilet. Just just leave your toilet for its true purpose. And apparently if everyone does that, that's going to help a lot. It's okay, though, if your false teeth <laughs> accidentally fall down the toilet. Is it really okay, though? Or is it like in, indicative of many other problems? I don't know. At one place, <laughs> I was an elderly community, and they found a bunch of false teeth in it. So, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> Gosh. But it is preventable about what happens when these things don't get taken care of. We, well, it can damage the sewer system. Oh, okay. But no, like, toilet uh, fountains or anything like that? Like, backups and clogs and, like, shooting people when they're on the toilet? 
So one of the things I read that, that can happen with them is that if, if they basically rupture, all of those noxious gases that are super uh, uh, concentrated can back gas through the, the plumbing and, and cause all sorts of problems. So can you imagine sitting on the toilet when the, 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 <laughs> the <bathroom parts? laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. you know, to, to kind of back up though, um, to what Eli said, because the, 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 the result of these things, like the havoc they could re they could wreak is, is awful. But, but as I was reading what Eli just referenced that, you know, you can prevent the fatbergs by not flushing things that shouldn't down the toilet. I envisioned Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent wildfires, right? Because they had to change the, the, it's not forest fires, it's wildfires now, right? <laughs> so Smokey, he's this, he's got a cute backstory with Teddy Roosevelt and, you know, kind of this whole thing. What mascot would you have for only you can prevent fatbergs? A mascot. Wow. How, so how do you, how do you brand this so that children can feel empowered to prevent fatbergs as well? We because already have the poop emoji. I mean, that's what emoji. you have to do. You have to inspire the younger generation. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't know. Like, can you make a sewer rat cute? Is that possible? <laughs> Gross. Well, maybe like a mad scientist. Maybe a mad scientist with like a little, a little shovel who's just, just like, I'm going to have to break this apart unless you well, do and, your and part. And to take this one step further, right? So with the whole Smokey the Bear campaign, they tried to teach kid. They tried to, to get to kids to where it's like if you see your your parents or other people doing things they shouldn't, like burning stuff they shouldn't, walking away from a fire, not attending it, right? So they kind of wanted to turn them into like the little kid police. Can you imagine you're going to have little Timmy walking in on on mom and dad every time they go poo? Hey, don't flush that down the toilet, <laughs> mom. <laughs> so by the way, I'm I've I've got I've got the fat cam pulled up. This live this live cam of Fatberg in the UK. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it right now. I'm looking at it, and it is just doing nothing right now. It's just very much <laughs> sitting there, complacent. But it's well, not, there's better. a live stream here. It's yeah, it's not it's not actively talking or or scaring people. It's just sitting there being lazy. But, uh, that, but I see it. You can, it you can now say you're looking. one of the people that have witnessed the monster of Whitechapel. I think we should put that as like one of your your things on LinkedIn, like your your accolades. I have witnessed the monster monster of Whitechapel. Oh, it's going on the resume, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, well, let's let's kind of let's kind of bring this thing to a close here, and and let's let's scale this or or, or score this thing. Uh, reason to panic, uh, Randall. Let's start with you. Scale of one to ten, the Fatbergs. Reason to panic. Where would you put this sucker? Well, if we don't do something about it, I mean. It, it, it could be it could be horrible. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. imagine all of the toilets <laughs> erupting at once. Um, like the odds are are bad that somebody's going to be in the bathroom when it happens. And I'm pretty sure the fumes could probably kill somebody or knock them unconscious. Since people have been using more wet wipes, and it's not even it's just with the advent of modern technology and more people living in cities, like the problem is just exacerbating. I would I would give it a probably a seven or a six on the on the panic scale. Maybe maybe more. I mean I. I live in an RV, and uh, I'm planning on in, being in a house that has its own self-sustaining sewer system. And that was before <laughs> I heard about fatbergs. Like now, it's like guaranteed. I, I, I don't want any part of the sewer system. Um, so I, I'll just I'll just give it a solid pass, and and just this is a seven. <laughs> so Randall what, ranks what is high enough time. to not be connected to public sewer systems. There you go, folks. 
This is worth it to sink your own septic in your backyard. Okay. Um, so seven from Randall. Eli, where do you put this? Yeah, considering I didn't even know these things existed until I was preparing for this show, um, now I, I can't un unknow this stuff. And so, like, every time I go to the bath, like, like the last couple times I've gone to the bathroom, like, it's been on my mind. I'm like, am, am I putting something down there that shouldn't go down there? Like, did I eat, like, wrong stuff to where, like, I'm really contributing to this fatberg underneath me? Like, I'm a little bit scared, and I'm a, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit um, I'm a little bit worried that like if if this thing backs up, just just how awful life would be. So no, I'm going eight on this. I'm I'm sort of low key panicking here um, because now I need to know. I like I want to I want to pressure my city to like tell me how bad it is down there. But I also don't want to be the guy that goes in and asks how severe <laughs> the fatberg is underneath my feet because I think they'll find, I think they'll, they'll commit me into some insane insane asylum. <laughs> Well, when you bring me up, bring me when you go to that city council meeting, I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I should live stream it. All right, so you're putting this one at, at the eight mark. I am. You know, I I will have to agree. I I I would put this at a seven and a half or an eight as a real legitimate problem. Um, and I'm just going to add one more uh, little uh, tidbit to the conversation that that um, I score it that way because no community is safe, right? So it's, it's definitely something that exists in more modernized countries where we have plumbing, we have a sewer system of sorts, but it's not just big, big towns. There was a, a small, a smaller community with, uh, that registers 13,000 residents in it. And, and they pulled out a fatberg that cost several hundred thousand dollars to remove. You know, so you, you don't have to live no. in a, in a Los Angeles or a London um, to be dealing with this. So uh, I as well would have to put this this up there at a, a seven and a half is where I'd score this as far as a reason to panic. So there you have it, folks. Uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, another reason for the uh, the worried mind to be concerned is, uh, is Fatberg. So next time you flush that toilet, make sure you know what you put down it. Make sure that you uh, are not contributing to uh, to a growing problem. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, and we'll see y'all next week.